0: Welcome to the Trinity Force podcast. Our sponsor is Moxie and Zen. If you head over to moxieandzen.com tforce and use the code tforce, you can get 20% off of your order on premium, high quality, and inexpensive boxers. They're made from bamboo to help wick away the sweat, which leaves you feeling fresh. Also, make sure to check out our Patreon, where we have a multitude of different perks, Anyone that signs up for the $5 tier will receive first dibs on any and all tournaments that we host. We'll send out an early access email so you can be at the front of the line to sign up and get onto the rift. The $10 tier will grant you access to special interviews or podcasts that we do. Additionally, $10 will grant you one replay review per month from the podcaster of your choice. Just download the replay file and send it to us via email or private Discord message. With the replay review, you'll get the insight and expertise that the podcasters bring, which will help you optimize each phase of the game. The $15 tier will unlock one live coaching session per month from the podcaster of your choice. Let us know who you'd like to talk to, and we'll set up a way for you to stream your game to them as a member of the podcast walks you through your game. And finally, the $50 tier we'll grant you a one-time guest spot on the podcast where you will be able to give your input on the show agenda and be live on the podcast with the rest of the Trinity Force crew. The money that we collect from Patreon not only helps keep the lights on, but helps to pay for better equipment and promotional materials. If you have any questions for the crew, shoot us an email at uh, questions at Podcast.com. You can also head over to our website, www.trinityforcenetwork.com. There you can find a link for our Discord, old episodes, and other Trinity Force Network podcasts. You can also visit our subreddit, r slash tforcenetwork, our Twitter, at tforcenetwork, our YouTube page, youtube.com slash c Forest trinityforcepodcast, or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash podcast where we're regularly streaming tournaments, community game nights, other League games the podcasters are playing, and even other games occasionally. Finally, on Tuesday nights, make sure to join us in our Discord at 7.15pm Eastern Standard Time, where we will be playing, and often streaming on Twitch, Community Game Night for some fun pre-made games and in-house custom matches. Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Yo, it's that Triforce force cast beaming straight to your home. Grab a beer so we know Pony ain't drinking alone. Send an email, a quick tweet, just pick up the phone. Leave a message, at the beep, if you're a creep, watch your tone. Discuss the meta game patch notes, whatever helps your stats most. obi pone Kenobi is your last hope to snatch gold. So grab your headphones and join in the fun. We'll try enforcing some jokes and some cringeworthy puns. Yo we can make it together, people. The Trinity Force Podcast. These boys are second to none. But well, that's the end of the intro. It's time we begun. Hello everyone, and welcome to episode number 828 of the Trinity Force Podcast. I am your host, Na Eric, and tonight me and John are talking through uh, a couple of dev updates that we've seen, and a little bit of world stuff as well, I guess. And I forgot that we should probably talk about how we, uh, what we're picking for our pickums for Swiss stage and uh, to get through knockouts as well, which shouldn't be that long. But um, yeah. So that'll be the the agenda for this episode. But before we get into business, John, how you doing, man?
1: I am doing well. Just chilling, uh played
0: living the life, yeah. nice.
1: Uh just been busy with work, but as far mm-hmm. as league stuff, um played a little more league, recently. <laughs> played a decent bit of solo queue. Um uh, with one of my buddies, uh, he just wanted to start playing uh, top lane. He's a ADC man, and mm-hmm. uh, so I've just been playing ranked with him, and it's it's been a lot of fun. We just do jungle, top. Um, he's nice. he's been playing a lot of uh, Mundo. He's he's good at it. It's uh it's fun to have an insane like. Seven and a half to eight CS per minute Mundo on your team, but come like 30 minutes. He's just, uh, and he's, uh, he's actually been going like, uh, he's seen the Mundo, mains it's going Ghost, uh, TP. Sure. And, uh, it seems pretty good, because I think it is better than Flash, because slower cooldown, and I don't know, he's like, it makes it so he, you can almost do like Trinomir things, like, you can just. Pop your old, pop ghost, and then you just run at them under turret and kill them. It's pretty insane. Uh, and he ends up going, uh, he obviously goes hard steel, but then he'll go Titanic Hydra, and he's yep. got like almost 600 AD. It- it's absurd. Yeah. Um. So that's been pretty fun. I played a lot of Graves. Myself, I think he feels insanely good. Um. Pretty much all of his builds seem good, and sure, the rune nerfs really weren't too bad for him. I mean, he takes fleet most of the time, but, I mean, he didn't really need the, uh, like, the, just really the movement speed is the main thing, I feel like that's, uh, the healing is nice, but I don't know, He he just feels really good, and I've enjoyed playing... Yeah, the
0: healing doesn't matter for him if you understand how to use your autos to hit, like, the right, you know, hit camps appropriately, then you, yeah. you don't really lose that much health as him.
1: Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I think the lethality, I've tried just straight lethality crit, like the classic, mm-hmm. uh, you collector, then I'll just go... Just depending on the game, like either LDR or Ma or something like that. But then I also sure. was talking to you about how I tried the. Uh, I mean, I've gone Gore Drinker. I think that still feels good, like in the heavy melee. Yep. With like CC, good bit of CC. Uh, I mean, you can go Trinity Force on him. I think it's pretty good. Really. Yeah. Thing, and then you're a little tankier. Are you using
0: abilities enough to really get value out of the Sheen
1: passive? Um, I mean if you're paying attention to it, you can, yeah. Okay. Cause I mean you can just probably off his of E. It's pretty it's easy to get. Um Yeah. And he has good base A D, so you get decent value from that. Just the Sheen by, but yeah, I've tried that too. I think it feels pretty good, and you feel a little tankier. Uh, Feels slightly different than Gore Drinker, but I think that's nice for if you're playing against like some bruisers, they don't have a lot of CC, and then a bunch of like mobile squishies. Sure. Uh, And then I've tried. Most recently, like, a weird build with just all, like, the meta items, like, Yumu's into Black Cleaver into Spear of Shogun. And that felt really good, actually. Like, it sounds weird, but it, uh, you're super tanky.
0: I bet it also, you didn't just try it out of nowhere. It made sense, given the yeah. context of the game. As well yeah, as I was, I was like.
1: doing pretty well that game, too, because, so you... Like, I don't know, with that, you're strong just at all points of the game, it feels like. Like, once you get your Dirk, complete U moves, like, you just... Your damage feels really good. And yeah. then it gives you a little... The Black Cleaver gives you a little tankiness. He can apply Black Cleaver passive.
0: Very easy. Yeah,
1: very well. And then um Shojin is just really strong. It is expensive, but...
0: Um, but it's so goddamn. It's so it good. Like it. It doesn't need move speed on it. Like why does it have move speed?
1: You just the other. You permanently have
0: your Q. It feels like with that build,
1: uh, yeah. And your W, which is just, it's always nice. Um. And your E comes up even more quickly. Yeah. And also just from. Uh, those two items from Black Cleaver Shojin you get like nine hundred health. Which is just absurd, yeah. and then I I'll go the health rune, and it's you just have so much health, and then you have the the armor baked into your kit, and then I'll just buy a little MR go Merc Treads, and it's like you're doing so much damage, and you're it's relatively safe too, like you're not you're not squishy at all. Mm-hmm. So that's that feels pretty wild. I think he's he's very strong currently, so.
0: Well, he has a 51.2% win rate so far and 13% pick rate, So, and he's hard to play well. So if that many people are playing him and he's having that level of success, he is overtuned. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, he's not insanely difficult. He's not Yasuo level, but he's on the harder end of champions to play, so...
1: Indeed, I think In consistently... Ranked, when
0: I start playing it more, I will be banning him again. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Just join us, Eric. <laughs> no, I can't. I've played him, and I don't enjoy playing him on Sevener's Rift. Really, I just don't. Uh, I do enjoy playing him with my weird build on Aram, which is not that great, but it's kind of fun. With the have you have you seen it with Night Harvester, Mana immune, and uh, whatever else situationally after that, like Cosmic Drive, because then your W fucking slaps.
1: I've seen you do it one time, but I
0: maybe I don't know. Maybe you have just talked about it. How can you do? It's that? It's not then? that great. How could you? But do the that W, it, the W is pretty good. It's got a sixty percent AP ratio, so it's pretty good. And then also you go mana immune because you're getting AD. So then even like your Q and your R and stuff still hit pretty hard. You're getting like bonus AD from that. You could and then could opt into like an LDR or something. It's like total hybrid, basically. Yeah, it seems uh. So. It's not the best way to put it. It's <laughs> one of the worst, I will say. But it's fun.
1: Yeah. The W, though.
0: Yeah. So going back to work, I have a question for you that I just thought of. Uh, so- since we're getting around Halloween time, do you see, like, upticks in people visiting? I guess you're more in, like, the surgery realm. But when you – I mean, even before when you were in dental school, and I guess, like, is it more common to see people coming in around Halloween given all, like, the sweets and the candy in the fall? Um, I feel like it's not enough to be, like, noticeable.
1: Okay. But, I don't know. I mean, I've thought about that, but... I don't know. I I can't... Anecdotally, it doesn't feel like it, I guess, but I don't really know. I guess it probably... It depends where you are as well, I think. Um... But yeah, that's that's a good question. I mean I guess in theory Just something that's remediated the noggin. The thing with that is it's typically like um uh, like if something's gonna develop. So like from something being a very incipient early on, like as early as even like a white spot can the amount of time it takes to go from that to a full-blown, like, cavity is, like, on in an average person, uh, yeah. is, like, one to two years. So it's, like,
0: oh, kind of, okay. it, it's
1: been, if that was the case, it would be probably, I guess that's why it doesn't feel like it is to me. Because it's, like, that's kind of been in the works for a good bit of time. Yeah. It's not, like, you know, two weeks after or even a month or so, after Halloween, that sure, like that would be it's something that has it takes a while, so that's okay. I, that's my thought
0: on it, gotcha, that makes sense i yeah, and also, like if people are bad for you know a week or two or like a couple of days in the fall, it's not a big deal as long as they're consistently taking care of their teeth, yeah, it's a habit, thing. all the the normal stuff, yeah exactly, yeah, like I've had several white spots that have that are in my teeth that have been there for. Uh, like four years, and every time I go and get my teeth cleaned, they're like it all still looks the same. It's and they're too small that it's not worth taking them out, and they don't cause any discomfort. So yeah. they just kind of sit there, and I use mouthwash. Yeah, so. and
1: like that's uh, you know, it's there are several types of like uh like white spots in quote I guess that um, mm-hmm. but like if it's something that's super early and never progresses, there's no reason to ever treat it because the treatment is worse for more invasive than just leaving it exactly exactly that's you know finding the right balance and then even from person to person it really depends you know based on their habits like just tons of different stuff there's yeah i could talk about this forever
0: (laughs) (laughs) well it's interesting to me but uh i guess Um, we'll move on to, since we do have business that we have to cover, we'll move on to some of that, but I have, uh, not been playing too much league in the last couple of weeks. Um, just been busy and stuff like that, but, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting into playing. some. I might play some tonight, um, while worlds is going on and yeah, I have just been more like in some of my free time instead of actually playing, like watching more of what's going on and yeah, not been playing as much. So yeah or I've just been playing a shitload of Arams recently when I'm on league. I've mostly just been playing those ARAMs
1: are fun man. I've played like, the aram recently too just in like the AR last
0: one. few months yep yes, they are yeah, and work's going fine i had uh, I've been working all day doing identity resolution for some different people um trying to find basically like I joined two databases together and had uh of like let's just say like a fictional number, let's say it's like 10,000 people in one that have to match to like 100,000 or 200,000 other data set, there were like 4% or so of them didn't match. And based on like the joining across on like email, so I've been, most of my day-to-day was like manually combing through, like trying to find these individuals so that they could match. Some of them don't, and if I can't find them, that's fine but trying to get as many matches as possible because that affects future future data stuff down the line. So I've been in very meticulous mode all day.
1: <laughs> Dang, you're like the data detective.
0: <laughs> Basically, Eric the data detective, yeah. Whenever I tell my girlfriend about any of this stuff, she is so bored by it. She thinks my job is so boring, which is <laughs> why I know most people think that it's very boring too, but I enjoy it, and that's what matters. So it is. As yeah. long as Eric enjoys yeah. it exactly exactly okay so uh do you want to do dev stuff first or do you want to do um our pickems for swiss stage well, let's do the
1: dev stuff first because i've like okay. so I've honestly not thought too much like i've watched a little bit of worlds but not mm-hmm. all of it and um yeah. so i have like still thinking about a few things
0: Okay, well, you have, at the point of recording right now, you have a little under six hours to lock in your picks before the matches start. Perfect. So make sure to do that. Tonight. Oh, I will. But, yeah, um, I'll tell you about mine when we get to that towards the end of the episode. Yes, but, sir. Okay, so, yeah, there was a dev video that came out on October 12th, which had a few things. There was the Champion Roadmap for the next few months, there was some lore stuff, some language stuff, and Blue Essence Emporium, Quick Play. That, those are the things that they covered. And then there's longer dev posts about those as well. So yeah, uh, I guess we'll just go in the order that they went in. So first off are some champion things. So they gave a lot more updates on the Skarner rework. Um, and the skins and everything, like the concepts, look very cool. It looks a lot, a lot more fleshed out than it did the last time we heard about it months ago. Uh, and it doesn't look like they're going to backtrack on this either. It seems like they've kind of settled on what his different abilities are actually going to be. So that's really cool to see. Um, yeah, it looks like there's one where like he grabs a rock, and then there's another one where he... I mean, he still has his iconic ultimate, but then he can like throw his rock as well. And it looks like also he's going to have three tails instead of one. And... Uh, it it looks like they're probably gonna deliver a really good product despite it taking probably like 2 years to develop it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean uh on the bright
1: side it does like the in the champion roadmap the mm-hmm. um like character model looks pretty sick and um it does. Yeah, I mean I guess like they I like that they go into the, how they were deciding how many like limbs to give him, like I, I feel like that's just like stuff that no one really thinks about, and how uh, it was like at first there was just like too much going on, like on the his character on the screen, so they had to like bring that back a little bit, so yeah. that he's got yeah it says six legs with two positioned underneath to support his new gigantic status, so. I mean, it looks like they put a lot of thought into it, um, which is good. Yeah, they have. But yeah, like you're saying, they have had... It has been in the works for some time, but... A long time. They are changing a lot about him. Um, and then how, I guess, this kind of goes... Connects with the lore a little bit, how they kind of had to change. Because <laughs> before he was the crystal scorpion, right? Like the Hextech kind of... Mm-hmm. But now they're giving him like the earth theme, I guess, like earth magic. Yeah, he definitely seems like
0: he's Malfite esque in sort of like that sort of magic way yeah. that it comes out.
1: But um yeah, his his abilities look pretty cool though. Like very much more um uh, like fitting Basic with his but modern yeah, That and fit more with his new theme and uh I guess they were talking about how part of the issue with him is that the so much of his power budget of his kit was in his ultimate, so they couldn't make other stuff like nearly as good. Like his Q was very underwhelming. Yeah.
0: His Q was garbage. Yeah, I mean
1: it's just like not a really fun ability to use either. Uh,
0: the only reason that it exi- like the only good thing about it is that it's such a low cooldown and mana cost that you can constantly spam it for sheen procs
1: yeah um yeah (laughs) yeah ad scarner baby have
0: you played that before i have and it's actually it can work yeah like stridebreaker black cleaver like if you're gonna play ad scarner just play any other ad champion and you're gonna get it it's gonna feel better (laughs) is the thing
1: yeah Uh, (laughs) i agree but um yeah I don't know. I like his new abilities look interesting. Like the the rock throw thing looks cool. Um, and then they were they were saying there's some effect like while you queue. like when you queue to initially pick up the boulder, if you don't throw it, I think it empowers your autos or something like that.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, uh, I'm guessing there's a limited amount of time that you can have the rock yeah. before it like disintegrating. Is my guess. And yeah, then his W is like a
1: he just, like, stomp, AOE, stomp on the ground near him and do damage, and then it gives him a shield. Kind of like how his old W gave him the shield. Um, I think his E looks the most interesting. Like, even in the... The only thing that worries me is, like, even in the, like, cinematic of it, it looks so clunky. Uh, it does. They did,
0: it looks like a really shitty Scion ult, uh, almost. They did
1: compare it, I think, to, to Scion, like, in terms of feel, but yeah, it looks pretty, pretty clunky. Uh, It looks like it's going to be pretty hard to hit, especially like against, pinning him against a wall, but the one cool thing yeah. I thought about his E is that once he, when you go through terrain, you automatically pick up a boulder, I think too. Yep. So that's, that's pretty cool, but, and I, I think they're like, they're changing his ult, obviously, but I don't think that they've revealed how his old is going to work, have they?
0: No, they haven't. In this, they don't say anything about it. Because I know the proposed one looked insane. Um, I'm guessing it's going to be mostly the same, though. Yeah.
1: I mean, we'll see. I mean, I think that... What, do you mean same to the old one, or, like, the one...
0: Same to the old one, because they can't... Like, they could change QWE and his passive, and Skarner mains would probably still be fine, but... If they change his R, Skarner mains are going to be pissed. Yeah.
1: All, all ten of them. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> no, I mean... Yeah, his ultimate is pretty uh, iconic.
0: I feel like that was his identity. It is.
1: was his ultimate.
0: It just needs to have more damage baked into it. Because at base it does 20 damage. Level 1. And level 2 it does 60 and level 3, it does 120. An ultimate ability that does 20 damage. Yeah, that is really low. But, like... <laughs> that's really low. Make it, 50, one, make it 50, 100, 150. Make it 50 at yeah, level Yeah, 20 six. is,
1: like, absolute piss.
0: You are getting yeah. to suppress
1: them and, like, bring them wherever you want, though. <laughs> <laughs> that, that seems pretty strong. Sure.
0: Then, but, like... Other suppression abilities do way more damage than I know that you get to move them compared to the other ones. Like we're talking Malzahar and Warwick are the classic suppression examples there, but they they do more damage. I get that both of you are stationary and vulnerable there, but the damage on those is way higher than Scarners. It's like disproportionately so. It yeah, is
1: is like actually nothing. It feels like feels like it doesn't do damage. Yeah.
0: It's literally 20. I remember like reading this and being like, what the fuck, when I was trying... like, Not becoming a Skarner main, but playing a lot more of him. Hilarious. I, I didn't know that. It's 20, 60, 100.
1: That's so bad.
0: What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. The, like, when you level the ability, the only thing that changes is the base damage, and then the cooldown goes down by 20 seconds apiece. That's pretty bad. It's really bad. Also, he can't basic attack or use his E or flash during impale. Yeah, yeah like, you can't do anything else. So locked down for any of that. Yeah, that's true. If the range on where you're able to impale was a lot further, then it'd be fine. Like, let's say it was like 600 range. I mean, that would be broken, but like, then it would justify these numbers.
1: Yeah, it is very like. uh, I remember the first time I used it, I was like, dude, you have to get so close to them, and it doesn't feel like you suppress them for very long at all.
0: It's 1.75 seconds at all ranks. You
1: have to be like just zooming when you do it, so you can just bring them into your old team.
0: Yeah, basically. Let me see. Malzahar's suppresses for 2.5.
1: What, and one and half?
0: I'm guessing Warwick. It's one point seven five score. Okay. Uh, and Warwick is like probably one and a half to two, right? Um, I'm trying to see. Oh, one point five. one point
1: five? Yeah. Yeah. Suppression's pretty strong. It turns out.
0: it is is pretty strange yeah
1: the only thing so uh, this is just like a side note thing that I just one reason or one thing that just really annoys me about playing Warwick is he has just like so many weird interactions with his R where it can just be like cancelled
0: really like what do you mean so like Hmm, I'm trying to think because of, those the obvious examples of him being cc'd or him stopping it willingly or a QSS slash uh, uh, you know, Gangplank or other champions that can remove suppressions on their owns. Those are obvious ones where it would stop. So like,
1: one I feel like that comes to mind. Uh, Gragas I think messes it up. Like if he just ease you, it just cancels it. Like, oh, okay,
0: so you're saying, like, abilities that take priority over the suppression. Yeah, it
1: feels like there's a lot. Where if someone is just playing a character, you just, like, and they know what they're doing, how to play against him, like, you just can never ult properly in a fight.
0: Sure. That makes sense.
1: That, that always has just, like, frustrated me when I play it. That's, I don't know. It's just really annoying. And it's not, like, uh... It just really is like one of those things where it feels like you have to have like champion mastery to really know it for sure because it seems like there's no set like this stops Warwickle it just seems like it's so variable, and what can yeah, it is um but anyway, that was just
0: yeah. So, that's what we see with Skarner is there's not a ton more other than if you want to read, like, I have them on the screen right now, but if you want to read more about it, go check out the uh, the Champion Roadmap for October 2023. You can find it on their official site. Um, yeah. They also talk about the couple of new champions that are supposed to be coming out next. Um, one of which is a champion called Hui, H-W-E-I. And it's this is a champion that I'm surprised they've actually been able to make it work because he was one of the first champion ideas post launch of the game that they wanted to do where like you draw a pattern on the ground and it does a different thing like he's an artist and then it was scrapped because it would have been too high of a skill floor and then too high of a skill ceiling like imagine someone who could draw it in perfectly in like a quarter of a se- or like you know a 10th of a second versus someone has to like draw out a spell for you know, a second or so like that, it would have such a high learning curve that it would have been really hard to balance in season one.
1: I think just pulling that off with the tech, like current technology at that time, is just would have been way more difficult and inconsistent.
0: That too, yeah. So they're bringing, they are releasing him. This is almost a hundred. I, I don't know if it's confirmed, but this is almost a hundred percent a modern incarnation of that champion idea. So. We'll see. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and so they it says like, I mean, they don't give that much information. We know he's an artist. Um, There's three different stages uh, in his stuff. So what exactly that means into his kit, we don't quite know. Um, He sounds kind of gin esque in the way that they're talking about it, though.
1: Kind of looks gin esque to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. From what we can see, which we don't see him, we just see some paint in on a canvas maybe or floating in the air, not super sure, but that's him. And then they also tease the next champion, um which is
1: champion other than Nefiri.
0: Yeah, it's something like related to Nefiri here is what they're saying. Um some sort of royalty, something that is related to a fiery egg. I'm guessing it's a dragon. Basically a dragon king. If this
1: isn't a dragon, some sort of dragon thing, then I don't know, man. It looks about as dragon yeah. as, as a dragon thing can look.
0: <laughs> exactly. He's smoldering with power, so fire. He's uh He wa- he will be he's small now, but will grow up so it's a baby dragon maybe i could see or maybe the teenage dragon or something i don't know i think
1: it's funny that we're gonna have a dragon champion before shivana ever gets reworked
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's pretty pretty true so Anyways, those are the champions there. Um, and then what was the next part that they talked about? So then they went on to lore. So in the video, they basically they have the lore director on and they basically address how some of the recent events have not been received too kindly. And there's also been obvious omissions from them. So one they say is the Sentinels of Light event, which everyone basically collectively hated um, I've, never heard of a sing- I've never met a single person or heard anything positive about that event other than if you like a skin from it. Um, and there were also specific champions that were very core to the Shadow Isles storyline that were completely absent from that event. And Yorick is a big one, or Maokai was missing as well. Like those are, Yorick is integral to that sort of storyline and was completely absent. Um, so they use that one. They also bring up, like with the changes of Hextech, now they they're basically saying they want to get arcane to be canon and i don't think it is yet but after they do some retconning and some slow changes then it will be is the goal i believe because of the massive success of arcane
1: yeah and it feels yeah they're just like making uh i mean i like the i i think this is a good direction for this like because making um like all the new storytelling they said is going to be part of one shared canon. So I think that really just simplifies things a little bit because then you don't have to know what's from what what's canon, what's non-canon and all like I think it was just too inconsistent and confusing. So I think this is great.
0: Especially if you're someone that, which I don't, but if you're someone that plays Legends of Runeterra, there's a lot of extra stuff in there, which it's not all 100% canon either. So they really need to unify all of it together in order to pull off a unified world to link to the MMORPG that they're going to do.
1: The game or uh, the Song of Nunu that's coming out, that's going to be part of canon too, I think. That's what they were saying. Yeah,
0: they said it's gonna be a hundred percent canon, and that is—I'm so excited for that game. It's definitely my kind of game.
1: Game is it supposed to be, like uh a...
0: So it's like it's single player. There's no multiplayer. There's no co-op. Anything from my understanding, and it's story-driven adventure. Um, and it's linear as well. It's not explo- It's not open map at all. So you're—I don't know exactly who you play, but it looks like you're gonna play as Nunu and or Willem, depending on the situation. And you'll be integra- interacting with Braum, and uh, you might actually play as Braum at some point. There's also Lissandra's involved in some way, and I think Orn is too, at least mentioned, or something like that. But it's just a, a story explanation. It's made by Tequila Works. Um, I think it's called Tequila Works. Uh, do you know any of the other any games by them? Yeah, Tequila Works. I don't know. Okay. I've played a couple of them. They're very good. So they're my, one of my favorite games ever is called Rhyme. And it's uh, like a story-based exploration. And you're there's no combat in it. You're just exploring as a child who washes up on shore on this island. And you're uh, basically... I don't want to say anything about it for people who haven't played it because I think it's an amazing game and it's not that expensive, but it's an emotional journey is what it's meant to be. It's meant to be like, it's an emotional journey. I don't want to say gotcha. what it is, but it's when you get to the end, it has such an amazing payout. It's fucking beautiful.
1: And it's, if you want to get it, it's twenty nine ninety nine on Steam.
0: <laughs> yes, it is cheap and it's not that long either. It's like four hours, six hours to play through. That's not... I mean, you can make it longer if you try to 100% it. But yeah, it's pretty short if you know what you're doing and going through. Like, it's not complex. It's puzzles, and um, there's actually no dialogue either, really. Like, you don't have combat. You can be killed. You can die, like, falling off. There are some enemies that can take you down, but you don't fight them directly, ever. So you don't have to worry about complex controls either. So I'm sure this is a disability-friendly game, too, then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it looks it's cool, I mean, like like, yeah. going to be similar to that yeah
1: the game i'm just looking at it now i mean it looks pretty cool and i think it comes out november 1st
0: so pretty soon that's what they said yeah so unless something uh unless something changes then yeah november 1st yeah it's works has another one of these that i'm looking at. it's like guilt is another one it's one of their more recent ones it's a narrative adventure game with puzzles stealth and action set in a fictional old mining town um and it's like after being chased by a group of bullies, this character is dragged into a twisted version of her town where her fears and worse memories are presented in a wicked and very real way. So it's like kinda single player creepy horror-esque. Um and all of these are like they're emotional journeys. Did you ever play any of the the Telltale games? Uh like like what are what is that? I don't think so. Uh, like telltale games have like a bunch of different series they have it's like a they have some borderlands ones like tales of the borderlands but they also have like telltale games the walking dead um it's uh, telltale games is a company and they basically like make it's almost like going through a graphic novel i have Yeah, there a lot maybe. of their games are really cool.
1: Yeah, have to check it out then?
0: Yeah, if you do, if you want to just be playing multiplayer games or things that are more action heavy, Tequila Works is not going to be the studio that's going to fulfill that fantasy. Sure. Gotcha. But it what they do, what they do try to do they're very good at. So I'm psyched for this game.
1: Yeah, it does look good. Looks mm-hmm. clean. It does. Yeah, uh, also the yeah. there was one other champ for the red map Um, that we forgot to mention. I mean, it's like... After the two that we mentioned is a Vestayan solo laner from the Alpine Forest of the Freljord. So that sounds pretty cool. Um, That does sound cool. I did She has a natural ability to see what others think is not there. So...
0: But no other spoilers, no images, so... That's all but, we have.
1: Yeah, that sounds kind of cool. I mean, I, I think a cool solo laner um, from the Freljord would be pretty pretty sick. I don't think we've had a Freljord champion forever.
0: Uh let me see. Freljord champions. Mm. souls rework puts him there but like yeah it's been a while um, Udyr's rework Nunu's rework um, I guess like new champ yeah it's been a long time Lysandra, Uh it's gotta be Aesol I think is newer than Lissandra. Aatrox maybe Aatrox is Freljorn yes well, he's Darkin, so he's also Shireman according to history. But in the current, like in the modern time of wherever the normal story is taking place, then he is in the Freljord, Yeah, like a he actually killed Pantheon. Damn. The uh, I think the Freljord well, could be a
1: really cool like, uh, like TV uh, setting. Yes, like if they could totally do an- another separate show from
0: Arcane on just for
1: you would be sick
0: it would be it's got probably the most uh, cohesive and uh, and unified narrative that's happening there plus it's got a very it's got a great setup for even a movie or something yeah. because you have the three warring factions of you have the three warring factions together plus you have demigods there and then you have wild cards like nar and nunu that could show up and do stuff. And there's characters that are like morally ambivalent. And there's also the classic. There's no one that's like classic evil either. Because uh, at first glance, like, Volley is kind of classic evil, but he's not. Nor is Trundle, nor is Sejuani. Uh, Lissandra Freiljord. also isn't. How many? Trendomir uh, is Freljord, right? Yes. He's married to Ash. Okay.
1: I'm, I'm learning this stuff today. That's wild
0: yeah um yeah like you know i mean gragas and nar and nunu are just kind of there for the most part trundle as his old in a way <laughs> the troll king Tr- trundles yeah he in the in the story up there he actually has like a pretty important part because he's the leader of like trolls and the trolls are all aligned with sejuani and she's basically wants to i don't know what else to call it but put a unify the Freljord into like an almost autocratic state so yeah but she's not like pure evil as well either that Orin um, too right? And Lisan- Orin. Orin is there yeah Pretty and he's a total wild card yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep I got Lissandra is like the classic villain as well cause she is the like she has like not evil but armies that don't that do a lot of, like, atrocities and she's things like that. She's like the that, Ice Witch, it's right? all, Yeah, but it's all in the interest of trying to stop every like, keep everyone away and stop them from waking up the Watchers, which then goes into the Void and, like, Vel'Koz and stuff like that. So I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, but it's all linked very well together. So I, I actually think, like, Lysandra is... She's like a... She's like chaotic good, on like that spectrum of nine. Okay, I know. Uh, what You know yeah, what I'm talking, yeah, I know about. What you're talking about. Yeah, she'd be like chaotic good or like lawful evil or something like that. I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah, there's no one that's like in the bottom triangle where it's like chaotic evil. That just doesn't exist in this area. Yeah, no. I think that that's uh
1: fairly untapped and has lots of potential for. Absolutely, it does. Different. Entertainment.
0: Yeah, it absolutely does. Yeah, sign us up, Riot. But anyway, enough, <laughs> enough about Freljord. Put us that. on it. <laughs> Put me in there. That sounds great. Uh, okay, so then they also talk about language select. So this is like a three-minute discussion, but they're adding the ability for... Um, I don't know if they gave an exact patch day or patch number, but they're adding the ability for uh, people to choose, regardless of what region they're in, the language of their client. So if you're in uh, Brazil, you previously had to have it in Portuguese, but now you could have it in Chinese or English or Japanese or whatever you want. Basically, any language that is supported will be available globally, which is just great accessibility. Uh, Yeah, I think they said 21 languages,
1: and the other thing, noteworthy thing is... Per language, it's, like, roughly two gigs. So, it's, like, just keep that in mind. That's a decent bit.
0: Yeah, so if you were to download all of them, that's a lot of space taken up. So, just, yeah. Make sure to only choose the languages that you want and then remove the other ones. Yeah. But I'm glad they're doing this because, like, right now, it's been a thing where people in Korea are getting banned for altering their client to change it to English, like English streamers are. So, Seems once this is rolled out, that won't exist. I mean, I yeah. get it, you're altering the client, but at the same time, like, just let them leave it alone. Yeah,
1: yeah I feel like this was kind of a long time coming. Uh, but it is cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, they also talk about the Blue Essence Emporium which is going to come back at the end of the year. And it's going to be wider. Like they're going to make a lot more skins than are normally available. Available is what I'm understanding from it. Um, They're doing this because people weren't happy with the range of skins that were available for Chromas. Plus also apparently there were a lot of functionality issues with the Blue Essence Emporium. So they're bringing it back earlier than they normally would to rectify that mistake, which is great customer service.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, it'll be nice to have it in December again with more complete, um, like, items and chromos and whatnot to choose from. Um, yep. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think they should eventually, what I would like to see is just have that be a thing all the time.
0: Uh... Yeah. So skins that have chromas that are X amount of years old. Let's say it's even like four, just to make it super conservative. Once a skin reaches that age, then all of its chromas that are uh, that you can buy normally are also available for blue essence.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be kind of cool. But
0: yeah, I'm glad they're bringing it back. It's nice.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The last is, thing is quick sure. play.
1: The uh, the new yeah. This will take
0: a little longer to go through. So why don't you explain it?
1: So quick play is a new mode they're coming out with. Um, I think it's going to be on PBE by the end of
0: October. Um, So It'll be, yeah, in PBE on patch uh, 13.21. So the next patch that hits everyone. So next week it should be on PBE.
1: Yeah, and kind of the idea is
0: um, it'll be replacing.
1: It's a new queue that will replace Blind Pick and it allow you to just have faster access to the game so you make all your champ selection and role selection up front um then meaning there is no champ select so you go just straight into the game um i don't know i mean i i think this is a good idea um
0: Yeah, so then in this, it's going to let people play newly released champs that they're not permanently banned. And in blind pick, then you don't have to be the first one to insta-lock like Briar when she's released. Now you can queue up as Briar in a lane or in whatever role you want and actually get her, as opposed to getting like maybe a 20% chance to get her.
1: Yeah, and then it kind of cuts out like the blind pick calling your role and kind of some of the annoying things that come along with blind pick
0: well they call out the toxicity of it which is yeah true.
1: yeah they said kind of has some of the collision toxicity and complexity that comes with blind pick
0: i mean i think this is a
1: good idea uh mm-hmm. like they were saying also if you just have time for one game and you don't have time to have someone dodge two champ selects you know for yeah. your normal or ranked i mean It's nice that you can um, just get into a game and not have to worry about the logistical stuff of it.
0: Yeah, and also, when you're. uh, Another really good benefit of this is that if you're a new player, you probably don't want to be playing jungle since it's the most complex role in the game. So then now you don't have to. If you're playing blind pick before and you get called last, you have to play jungle. But if you're level three, you can just go into quick play, choose a you know, any other role, and you'll get one of that selection of other roles. So that's just a great thing that new people or people that don't want to play roles that they don't want to play won't get stuck in those. Yeah,
1: because that, that just feels bad. Like they I think the good they kinda gave a good example of a scenario where it's like they say in the uh text about What's kind of the issues with blind pick? Or it's, you know, imagine you get home from work, just want to try out the new champ, or you're getting back in league after a long break and you want to um, ease back on a comfort pick. It feels like for a key with no bands, it's hard to get exactly what you want to play in blind pick. And then also, um, depending on your pick order, you could just have someone like, some players, like, can just walk in first, you know, because they have faster fingers, and then it forces everyone else to kind of fill in what's left over, which is kind of – it just does not feel good. Um, So I, I like the yeah. direction of this. I think blind pick had lots of issues um, and was not fulfilling the – At all. Like, anymore. any – realistic uh duty for like what it was intended to do
0: um i think it's just
1: getting outdated really
0: yeah ever since draft got put in as a normal mode years ago it's been basically a relic of a previous system
1: and it this also makes uh, oh sorry go
0: ahead i was just gonna say originally draft was only in ranked so blind pick was the normal queue there wasn't a draft pick. So once they added that years and years and years ago, then blind pick became slowly devolved more and more and more into just a cesspool of what it is. Yeah.
1: And it's like quick play will be nice. Cause then you can, if you genuinely like want to try something different, um, you won't like say, you just want to try like Warwick Mid is the example they give. Um, like, if you try to do something like that in a normal draft, someone's going to dodge sometimes. Like, Most likely. Um, so it gives you opportunity to just try stuff um, that you want to try that might be just off meta or whatever. Um, simply because of people dodging and not wanting you to try. Like, it just gives you more opportunity to consistently try stuff, I think, also
0: yeah it does i like also they're they're changing the way that uh some uh surrenders work in this mode too so your first surrender vote will be available at 10 minutes instead of 15 and still requires four but still requires four of five players to vote yes and then once the game hits 20 minutes surrender votes only will only require three of five um because this is a more casual mode and it's supposed to be faster, I think this is great too. I think this is
1: a great idea. I think
0: this will be cool.
1: I, I'm excited to try it out.
0: Agreed. Now this is actually a mode where we could go in as a pre made five and figure out like ahead of time which region we want to play, pick our five champions and stuff, and then go in. Get the guaranteed challenge. Yeah,
1: that is nice.
0: Exactly. Exactly, Yeah, so there's also specific rules about what you have to enter for different party sizes. So if you're playing in quick play alone, you have to have minimum of one priority position, which is jungle support top, I believe. Um, And then two unique champions and two unique positions. So you have to choose two different positions, one of which has to be those three roles. And then two different champions that you're willing to play across those three roles, or maybe two per, I'm not exactly sure. About that. Um, Two to four players, if you have in your party, then all solo rules apply to each player, so everything I just mentioned. Minimum of one unique champion per player across the party. So you can overlap some of your picks, but everyone has to have, there has to be at least, you know, let's say it's a party of three, there has to be at least three unique picks. Um, And then primary slot selections must be unique across the party, so you can't both choose, like, Lee Sin as your priority. Like, you can't have five people or four people choose Lee Sin as their priority. If you have a full team of five, you only have to choose your p- one position and one unique champion, and no secondary choices are required. You're basically, I mean, it's, you're choosing your team comp before you even load in, is what it is. So
1: All your summoners and stuff, yeah. too. Um,
0: yeah. I wonder if you do your summoners and runes like after it's like you've been, here's a game that's been found for you. Because your runes would be necessary for your runes would change based on matchup somewhat, but also which of the positions, right? So if I pick that I want to play Lee Sin in jungle or top, if I get top, I don't want to have the same, or I guess he maybe he's a bad choice. Let's choose like uh I don't know um, Nautilus. If I pick support jungle, I want different runes depending on the two of those. Potentially, yeah, that's true. Or or Groggus in multiple different like wherever, whichever ones you pick, you're gonna want different runes depending on the position. So I I hope they let you choose that beforehand, like wh- or once it's selected, like this is the role you're going. Here's 30 seconds. Choose your runes.
1: Yeah. Um. I don't know if it says. This is saying in the lobby, players would choose primary and secondary champions and position. Spells and loadouts can be changed from here as well by using a new menu. But yeah, that doesn't really go into the specifics about that.
0: Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, and and maybe that's just not something they want to bother integrating into the system, which is okay.
1: That's. I mean that's. That's fair, in my opinion, for this.
0: Yeah, it's not. I it's not a hundred percent ideal, but it's. You know, if we're getting ninety percent of what we would like, that's still great.
1: Yeah, for sure, and just quicker games, quicker to get into the game.
0: Yeah, I like it. Anything else with this, or should we move on to our uh, our world stuff? I don't have anything
1: else for this. I think I we hit pretty much everything. I wanted to mention.
0: Cool. Okay, so let's talk about World Stuff real quick. So I know that I've watched almost all of the games. I didn't watch the games in a couple of the series that happened prior, like in the best of fives leading up to the last best of five to see who went in. Um, So if you don't want to listen to any of this because of spoilers or anything, if you're super behind, turn it off now. Okay, I gave a few seconds. So um, obviously... Uh, BDS and GAM made it through. Um, and so in, Swiss, in this pick stage, then you basically have to choose which team, which of the eight, which eight of the 16 teams are going to advance to the knockout round. And you have to choose one team to finish the Swiss stage undefeated, which I don't, which doesn't have to happen. I think nobody could be undefeated, but I guess that it's almost super unlikely that no one will be undefeated and go 3-0. Um, have you done your picks at all with this? Um
1: yeah, I'm like I'm looking at it right now. Uh, sure. So I'll go through what yeah, I put first
0: it. then so yeah, you can think about it. Yeah, so for choose one team to finish Swiss undefeated, I put JDG. This is probably going to be the most common pick since they're probably Uh, they're basically like on the top of everyone's power rankings and they're arguably the best team in the world. The only arguable bit is whether it's them or Gen G or maybe BLG um, are the contenders for that. So it's it's like one of those three are going to be what most people pick. There are some, you could throw a flyer on like T1 or um, you could throw a flyer pick on, uh, I don't know, a Western team if you want or... KT might be someone if you're a, if you really want to ride the Rollster roller coaster, then you could go with KT. But for the most part, it's going to be one of the Chinese teams, but not Weibo most likely, and one of the top two Korean teams are the really the only options that are realistic that could happen for three O's. I mean, it all depends on who gets. We've seen the draws for the first day, but we don't know until after the first day who will be playing in the second day and who will be playing who I mean so there's no way to know ahead of time and pick this up so it's even less predictable than previous worlds Um who do you have tentatively as your finished Swiss stage undefeated I'd say JDG yeah, if I had to guess,
1: yeah that's just like my off the off the rip choice yeah, there's I think solid. that
0: there will be a couple of teams that actually do it. I, do I think too. we'll maybe see two, maybe three. But, yeah, I think there'll be at least um,
1: two. If I had to guess. I think so.
0: I would bet it'll be Gen G uh, and JDG will finish 3 0. Maybe BLG would as well. I'm not sure. But yeah. Um, okay, and then you have to pick eight teams to advance to the knockout. So uh, I picked Gen G. I picked T1. I didn't pick any other Korean teams. I picked all four Chinese teams, JDG, BLG, LNG, and uh, Weibo, WBG. And then I picked G2 and BDS as well. BDS is kind of my wild card to go for it.
1: Yeah, I was pretty similar. I had Genji, T1, uh, was it D+, plus K, K now. Uh, okay. And then the Chinese teams, JDG, BLG, LNG, and then Weibo. And then I guess my flyer is C9. Sure. But yeah, that's what I've got. That's just my gut instinct.
0: Yeah, I almost put Dom1, but I wanted to give... um, If I was going to put BDS to go through, because they're my flyer... I have to put that G two is gonna go through go through since G two is an infinitely better team than BDS and realistically I don't think that Mad or Fnatic are any are they're basically the same level maybe a touch better than BDS um, so we'll see it's really just comes down to how deep is Adams champ whether or not my flyer pick will work. <laughs> <laughs> Does he have any more crazy picks? Are we going to see a Vayne top or a Lilia top? or I don't know. That's not Chad enough for him oh, to play. no. Like, it's not uh, even close. Is he going to play Warwick top with Ignite Barrier?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's fun watching him play, honestly. I've I've enjoyed watching the games that I've seen of um, them playing.
0: Did you watch their best of five to get through? Uh, I did
1: not watch all of them, no. But...
0: Okay, you don't have to watch the full thing, but watch like a highlights of them. Um, I mean, they won, so I don't even have to, like it was a. Um, it went to five games. It was a reverse sweep. Yeah, I did hear about this. They pulled it off. Yeah, so in my crystal ball, when I said that I think there's gonna be uh, how many reverse sweeps did I put? Two. I'm already halfway I put, there. I
1: think I put two.
0: Yeah. When I, I remember, yeah, when I compare when I had yours up and Goose and I were going through, and we were unified on a lot of that stuff. I think, and then Goose is probably like
1: hating me for not picking G two. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: as far as I guess Crystal Ball champions, so far, I think I'm doing okay with this. Uh, cause so I put I mean ours are a little different and I changed mine after the the BDS Golden Guardian series because that wasn't technically Worlds, but um I put my most band as I put the most band as Rumble and he's been almost perma banned so far.
1: Damn, that's like I thought it was good. Mine I put Oriana.
0: I put Oriana as the most picked, and I'm. I- Thinking it's going to pick up a lot when we get to group stage because I think a lot of them are just better mid laners, and the better you are mechanically and in general, the easier it is to pilot Oriana really highly. I I put her for my most picked as well. Oh, most picked yeah. and banned. okay. Bit random, but <laughs> I'm trying to see if I can yeah, see. Yeah, I guess. Champions I would change, I mean,
1: if I could do it again, I would change
0: mm-hmm.
1: the most band. I didn't think it would have been a Rumble, though.
0: I didn't think it would have been either. Originally, I had um, Kaisa as most picked and Azir as most banned, but Azir has been gone, and I'm glad I changed that.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know who I would have switched it to, most band, but...
0: Most deaths, I think, is probably... We'll still see, like, all of us put something pretty reasonable, I remember. Um, Some
1: sort of engage. I didn't change
0: that. Yeah, I put Nautilus. I think... Uh, I don't remember what Goose Goosebook... I guess I could look, since I have all the links of everything. Uh, stuff. What did you put? I for put that?
1: Rel. I mean, that was kind of just...
0: Oh, that's what he put, yeah. too.
1: I think she's pretty popular, in like... I, like, she's just going to go in and doesn't have... A great way to get out. Yeah. So that's my was my thinking there. Who did you have for the highest win rate at Worlds?
0: Of the minimum five yeah. played, Blitzcrank. I had Blitz. Okay. I
1: played J four.
0: That's not working out no, so it well. Didn't. So no, I didn't. But you know. Goose had uh most deaths as well as well and then highest win rate at worlds is Azir.
1: I if I could change it I would put Orianna probably at the highest win rate.
0: Yeah, she seems way too strong. Yeah, I think she gets
1: she's just like even right now, super popular right too, as far as for pro pick mid lane. <laughs>
0: Yeah, she is. I mean, she is pick ban. She probably has almost 100% presence. Yeah. She's gone through a couple times when I remember watching, but overall it's been basically pick ban. Yeah. She's also surprisingly popular in solo queue as well. In rank, she has a little over a 50% win rate with a 10% pick rate. That's high for her.
1: I, I have seen her in ranked a good bit myself. Yeah. My team and I've already team. lost
0: one of my Oh. I, I we've already lost, I think, all of us on the which teams will get out, uh or which team from a region with two C's or less will advance the furthest through worlds. I had DFM, I thought. I was like, all right, DFM and BDS are gonna get out, and Goose had PSG Talon, and neither of those teams are through. I put movie star R seven. R seven, yeah, and R R seven are out as well. So, all three of us lost that. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. We'll figure out our. I don't think I'm going to change any of my Swiss picks, but uh, I'm excited to watch at least the first, probably the first two games tonight. What's the schedule? I know it's T1 versus uh, TL tonight, and then Cloud9 versus Mad Lions. Okay. So I might stay up for that one too.
1: Yeah, I think the,
0: the T1 good. could be good to watch. T1 versus t That one's probably going to be a oh, stomp, yeah, but I would think.
1: Fun to watch still, I think, though.
0: The, I think the most fun game to watch is going to be JDG versus BDS.
1: Might like, what is Adam oh, going to yeah. pull
0: out against 369 playing tanks? Like, what is he going to possibly yeah, play there?
1: 369
0: is insane. He's so Yeah, good. he...
1: He is. I just remember watching him. I think Goose, like, pointed him out to me, and I was. I remember watching a few clips of him. He is just fucking absolutely nuts. How good he is!
0: Yes, he is. It's unbelievable. Yeah, he's really fun, fun to watch.
1: Yeah, I think that, that sounds like a fun one to watch.
0: That or BLGKT. So if, we'll learn pretty fast if KT actually is showing up at Worlds or if they're just kind of here and are not going to get through because if they can put up a good fight against blg then i think they're actually here to play yeah true it'll also be cool to see the shy again at worlds that's wild yep all right well should we wrap it up here we've been going longer than i thought we would sure so um we have community nights every Tuesday, starting at 7:15 Eastern, and running for several hours. There are a lot of fun, so please join us for that. We also have a Patreon, so if you like the content that we produce, please go check us out there and donate whatever uh, to your heart's content. And we appreciate any and anything, everything and anything that you're willing to give. Lastly. Uh, If you have any feedback for us, please let us know at questions at trinityforcenetwork.com or or leave a comment or something else in the feedback thread of our Discord server. If you don't know where our Discord server is, it's on our website, uh, trinityforcenetwork.com. So thank you everyone for tuning in. And this has been episode 828, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to our product and being a member of the Trinity Force Network community. If you have a moment, please head over to iTunes and give your favorite show a comment and a rating. If you're so inclined, you can check out all of the other great shows in the network. We've got a wide variety of content from League of Legends to general gaming and role-playing podcasts. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found in Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit under Network. We've also got a Patreon under that name, where you can support your favorite shows with a small donation each month. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you continue to enjoy all of our podcasts, videos, and the community that we provide.